0: And this is see beth run in this week's episode i compare texting to canvassing get to knock doors with a candidate and look at the benefits of a consolidated campaign i also talk about how i really enjoy engaging with voters being surrounded by incredible women and learning not to bury the lead when i'm telling my story here goes something for week 12 of see beth run hi i'm beth finn and i'm running for philadelphia city council at large Today is Sunday August 26 2018 and it's around 11:30 p.m. here in Philadelphia and uh, here are my thoughts and reflections from this week uh, So well it's been it's been an interesting week uh, so most of it I was away on vacation as I mentioned last week I had just left uh, but uh, but uh, we were gone for most of the week and I was, disconnected from the world because we actually went on a cruise and so you know internet is hard to come by there so uh, that was actually a really nice break to be disconnected but I'm back now I've hit the ground running and even though I was away quite a lot of things happened Um, and I think I'd be remiss if I didn't mention the passing of Senator John McCain from uh, GBM glioblastoma one of the actually the most aggressive form of Uh, brain tumors there are Uh, as i've mentioned many times in the past i myself am a brain tumor survivor and so his um, diagnosis and journey through um, his treatment and then stopping his treatment has been very uh, impactful to me and i am just so sad that this terrible disease has taken yet another person uh from from the world and um you know, it goes on and on. And uh, so I just, uh, well, I'm gonna keep advocating and fighting for better uh, better outcomes and better treatments for patients who are diagnosed with brain tumors. And um, although that's not specifically related to my city council run, my activism is rooted in my brain tumor advocacy and the work that I started doing with National Brain Tumor Society so many years ago. Um, so um, it just, you know, I think it's important to keep up that work and, um, and to acknowledge that, um, you know, John McCain uh, suffered and uh, I don't wish this disease on anyone, uh, but when somebody in the spotlight uh, suffers from it, sometimes it draws attention to an important cause. Um, So, I hope that it will, um, you know, bring awareness and and help more people pay attention to this really devastating disease. Uh, Okay, but on to my campaign. (laughs) Uh, So, uh, as I like to do, I'm going to start with all my kind of logistical stuff this week. And um, despite being away, I actually uh, still got uh, quite a lot of uh, things done related to the campaign. Um, I've mentioned the last couple weeks I've been quite focused on my policies and building out the, that part of my website and I've been um, revising drafts uh, back and forth. and getting some help from uh, my kitchen cabinet and things like that. So I've been revising those drafts and um, they're really coming into shape, uh, which I am pleased about. And uh, hopefully I'll get them posted pretty soon. But um, yeah, we really focused this week on uh, my policies or my positions about uh, economic opportunity. And um, so it's coming together. I'm uh, I'm really, really pleased about that. Um, The other thing that I've done some work on this week is uh, continuing to go through my contacts and organize them, make sure that I'm getting them all loaded up into my database. Uh, And reaching out to people um, to set up meetings, talk to them about making donations and that kind of thing. So all those uh, necessary tasks that, uh, you know, aren't always the most fun, but are definitely necessary. I've been working on those. Um, Let's see. Um, And then once I got home, so, you know, I've been feeling a little bit uh, like a slacker, I have to say, because I've been away. Uh, and things like that, and so I had not canvassed for the past two weekends, and so I think I was trying to make up for that uh, this weekend. Uh, so yesterday, I actually, um, I think I mentioned before that I have started doing some text banking with a group called Red to Blue, and um, I, I actually sent 2,100 texts yesterday on behalf of a number of candidates. Um, the, the state senate candidate we were focused on in Pennsylvania was, is Tim Kearney, um, and then it was combined with um, a number of the overlapping House, uh, state House candidate districts. So the state House candidates that I was texting for were uh, Dave DeLoso and Kristen Seale, uh, Jen O'Mara, and Danielle Friel-Otten, and so um, sending all those texts, well, it was a lot of texts, but, um, you know, and, and we get a pretty good response rate on them. Um, I don't know what the percentage is, but I had quite a few conversations with voters uh, yesterday and um, via text message. And, uh, you know, I, I think I really enjoy that method of communication. It's funny, I, I don't love texting on my phone personally, but... <laughs> Um, but from, for this uh, purpose, it, it worked out really well. You don't do it from your phone, which I think helps me a lot. You actually do it from your computer, so you can type a lot more easily and things like that. But um, um, the voters uh, were a, a really a mixed group. Of um, Some were Democrats who were strongly supporting these candidates. Some were independents who hadn't made up their mind yet. Uh, there were quite a few Republicans. Some of those were willing to hear what the candidates had to say. Some of those were uh, kind of uh, go Trump all the way. <laughs> so um, they were not persuadable, I don't think. But, uh, but the ones who had an open mind, uh, I was able to have some really good conversations with and tell them uh, about where these candidates stood on the issues that were important to them. Uh, I enjoy doing that. And uh, I think I'll probably keep texting uh, when I can. But uh, I also spent time today uh, out in Bucks County uh, doing some canvassing. And um, what was really exciting about the canvassing today, so I was up in um, Warrington, Pennsylvania, which is uh, like a 45-minute drive north of the city. And uh, the, the House candidate there is a woman named Meredith Buck. Uh, it's in House Pennsylvania House District 144, and uh, she's a first-time candidate for um, for the House. Although she did run for judge um, a year or two ago um, in her in her neighborhood, uh, and uh, so anyway, um, she she's running uh, in for the House uh, district. And then uh, there's a woman named Maria Collette, who I think I've mentioned before. She's running for the state Senate seat there, that's Senate District 12. Um, And what's so interesting is that Meredith and Maria are both nurses and attorneys. And so it's just coincidence that they happen to both be uh, both of those things and that they're running in overlapping districts. But it was a really easy conversation to have with voters to be able to explain uh, both of their backgrounds so, so easily. Um, and then, uh, you know, at the same time, because the, the consolidated campaign that the Democratic Party is doing right now, uh, which makes a lot of sense, right? When you're knocking doors, you're knocking for all the candidates up and down the ticket, up and down the ballot. So, um, so we also were knocking doors for Scott Wallace, who is the uh, candidate in, um, for the U.S. Congress in that area. That's in the Pennsylvania One, and uh, and then, of course, Senator Casey for his reelection to the U.S. Senate and Governor Tom Wolf uh, for his reelection to the governor's mansion. Um, so we were knocking doors for those five candidates, but I actually got to go out with Meredith Buck and knock doors with the candidate herself. Uh, I haven't done that before, and it was really—again, uh, you know, I feel like I thought that I had had all of these experiences you could have while canvassing. Well, canvassing with the candidate is yet another— variation on the theme and so um, you know when the candidate is there it's a very different conversation because she's talking directly to her voters so I was uh, mostly there I think for uh, moral support and entering the data into (laughs) minivan which is the application that we use to record uh, the results of the conversations we have but uh, (laughs) but that was okay I really enjoyed listening to how she interacts with voters and um, you know how she uh, addresses their concerns and things like that. Um, Warrington is having a, a serious problem with their water supply. It's been contaminated from the uh, Willow Grove uh, Air Force Base that is, um, uh, that is near there. So apparently, I'm not that familiar with it, but uh, it seems that, um, that that air base is closed down but uh, when it was active they used this foam to clean the jets and apparently the foam um, would get into the water supply and and has caused a lot of issues so the residents of Warrington can't drink that water anymore and so to solve this problem um, they're actually getting water from further away and it's increased the cost of the water so the residents of that area, even though their water is now safe to drink, it's actually more expensive for them. And so um, she talked, almost every single voter we talked to brought this up as an issue. And um, she talked about how if she were in Harrisburg, she will, uh, you know, hold um, the, the organizations who are responsible accountable, and instead of making the victims pay the added cost, you know, try and try and change that to make the, the organizations responsible pay um, and also enforce the EPA standards that exist, because um, I think maybe they hadn't been enforced. So um, it was really good to canvass with her as the candidate, um, and, uh, and we, had, we had a lot of fun. Uh, canvassing with the candidate takes longer than, than without the candidate, because uh, people really do engage her in conversation. Uh, when it's the actual candidate, I think it's even more effective than when it's a volunteer. Because obviously, you know, she can speak to any issue that they ask her about, <laughs> and uh, she, she knows her, her opinions on them. So, um, so and we, we did actually get to talk to quite a lot of voters. There were a lot of people home, um, and a lot of people willing to talk to us. Uh, so, yeah, it's really yet another new canvassing experience for me. <laughs> Uh, and uh, uh, well I love that too so I don't know if I prefer the texting or the, the door knocking I actually really like them both the texting is good because um, it gives you an opportunity to engage in a conversation in uh, uh, and, and, and put some thought into it um, so sometimes especially when you're trying to persuade a voter it takes some time to think about your answer and, and come up with the, uh, the best answer to, to their question. You know, when you're canvassing and knocking on a door and having a, an in-person conversation, you have to be much quicker about your responses. So, um, I kind of appreciated the uh, space that texting gave me, but I think there's probably nothing like that face-to-face interaction either. So, yeah, good stuff. Texting, canvassing, whatever you do, um, Engaging with the voters, I think, is just so important. I'm not going to get on my soapbox bo- soap again. I know I do it almost every week. But um, the offer still stands. If you want to come canvassing with me, I'd love to take you. So let me know. Um, so the, uh, and the, the last thing I want to talk about this week is um, this evening. So I talk quite a lot about my treasurer, Rupali. And uh, Rupali went through a program called Emerge Pennsylvania. So, Emerge is a national organization that trains women to run for office. And the Pennsylvania chapter has been around for several, I think, I want to say four years now. Um, they've had four cohorts of women. It might only be three. But um, anyway, uh, they've been around training these cohorts of women to run for office. And um, so Rupali had the opportunity to go through this year's Emerge cohort. And a lot of her Emerge sisters are running uh, for office right now. Um, a, a lot of the people that I've mentioned are, uh, are alumni of the Emerge program. Uh, so Rupali actually hosted a fundraiser for um, one of them tonight. And uh, her name is Mary Ocker Endress, and she's running for Pennsylvania House uh, District 98, which is out in, um, it covers parts of Lancaster County and parts of uh, D- Dauphin, Dauphin, I'm not sure how to say it actually, County, um, in sort of central Pennsylvania. And so she came out to Philadelphia to talk to us all about how the race is going and, um, and to, you know, to raise some money. and. Uh, and uh, Rupali made a great uh, ask for her, um, and for the other, uh, her other Emerge sister who was there, whose name is Amy, uh, Cozy, I think I'm saying that right, um, she's running for Pennsylvania House District 137, which is in Northampton County, which is sort of in the northeast, mm, sort of northeast, or north central, um, <coughs> or eastern central, sorry, uh, part of the state. and. Um, so they were both there, and uh, Rupali talked about one of the things they learned in Emerge, and this is certainly true, one of the things they learned is that it's really hard to ask for money for yourself, and so when somebody else can ask for you on your behalf, it's, it's, it's very nice. So Rupali's goal by hosting this fundraiser was to ask on behalf of these um, two great candidates, and so she did. And uh, she talked about why, it, you know, why it's important to have them in the house um, and have them and help them win and why the money is important. And, uh, you know, until we can get some campaign finance reform passed, um, it's unfortunate, but money is a part of politics and getting, um, and getting elected. And so so many of these candidates have pledged not to take corporate money. And I think that that's a very important thing to note. Um, but that makes it all the more difficult for them to match the fundraising of their opponents who are willing to take corporate money. And the way that our uh, <laughs> campaign finance laws are set up, you know, um, there are more restrictions on individual donors than there are on corporations. And that really doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Uh, when you think about it, if our government, and our elected officials are supposed to represent the people, and it's supposed to be by the people for the people. Then um, allowing these corporate corporations to have so much influence over the can over the candidates and then the re- the elected representatives once they're in office really is counter to that. I think it's um, well, it just it doesn't make sense. So. Um so there are many many candidates running now who have pledged not to take corporate money and um but that makes it even more crucial for us as individual donors to support them in whatever way we can. So even if it's $5 or $10 or um you know or if it's $100 then uh we've got to support them and um uh, you know so uh, you know and I, I I try to do that when I can, right? Uh, when I can make donations to these candidates, I do it, and if I can't give money, then I certainly am giving my time, and, um, that's what we have to do, um, but yeah, yeah, it was really, it was fun to, it was also fun to be, uh, with all of these great women who are, um, who are running for office. I hadn't met most of them before, so it was nice to meet some more people in that, in that circle. And um, I think that, you know, both of them, both Mary and Amy, are running in districts that are traditionally Republican, but uh, there's opportunity there. Um, the theory is, and I think this makes a lot of sense, the theory is that they have been Republican for as long as they have because there have never been Democrats running there. And now that there are Democrats running there, uh, they're finding that the voters are very willing to speak to them and very willing to hear what they have to say. And uh, a lot of them who are registered as Republicans have actually asked them for lawn signs from these Democratic candidates um, and have put them in their yards. So I think that's very powerful and very telling that, um, that you know, there's a change in the, in the air. And I, I, I want to believe that change is coming in November. Um, I, I'm not going to slow down on my knocking on doors. I'm not going to slow down on the texting. I'm not going to slow down on the advocating for these candidates. But I, I see a light at the end of the tunnel, and I'm very, I'm very excited for that. I'm, uh, but we can't, we can't let off the gas. We have to keep pushing forward um, with everything we've got to make sure that we maintain that and we, and we, uh, we, we get there. So, um, so those are my thoughts for this week. And, um, I'm going to end as always with three things that have brought me joy about the campaign this week. So, um, I'm gonna start with um, so we went we went on this cruise and and we went with um, our good friends the Rosenwalds and I've mentioned them before because they're the ones who actually named or came up with the name FinSpiration. So we were on this cruise with them and um, the other thing that I don't think I've mentioned before, but um, uh, they are one of the first people that I asked if they would host um, a fundraiser for me, and they instantly agreed and um and so we spent a little bit of time while we were on the cruise ship talking about when and what form the fundraiser would take so we're starting to plan that and i think that'll be my first fundraiser so that was pretty exciting and it brought me a lot of joy to be able to talk to them about that um and that'll be probably coming up uh you know in the next month or two so um i want everybody to come but (laughs) um There'll be more information about that as we get closer. Um, so that definitely brought me joy, being able to talk to them about that. Um, the second thing is that, um, so it's interesting, right, being at that the fundraiser that I mentioned that Rupali threw tonight um, with a bunch of other women who are also running for office. Uh, th- there are certain things that, um, that happen, um, and I think, you know, it's not... It's not necessarily specific to women, but women tend to 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 do these things more. Uh, um, I think a, a lot of times, you know, as women, we don't like to brag about ourselves and we don't like to um, you know, uh, toot our own horns, so to speak. <laughs> and uh, when you're running for office, that's kind of a problem, right? You have to be willing to get out there and say, here's what I've done and here's what I want to do for you and um, and here's why you should vote for me you have to be able to uh, to advocate for yourself and to toot your own horn and so we were talking a little bit about how all of us have a tendency to bury the lead and not um, you know not talk about our great uh, qualities um, or the things that make us special, and the things that make us unique. And uh, so we were all kind of going around talking about what was the lead of our own that we were burying. And uh, it's funny, uh, I have a hard time, there, there are so many things that make up who I am. And so sometimes I have a hard time knowing what to talk about first when people ask me my story. And uh, I almost never talk about being a brain tumor survivor first. And I don't know why that is. There's probably some deep-seated psycho- psychological reason for that, but, um, but I almost never talk about it. And when I finally get to that part of my story, everybody goes, why are you bearing the lead? You should lead with that. That's, that's the, the thing that you should talk about first. And so tonight, when we were talking about how we ought to introduce ourselves, I led with that and I said, well, I am a 15-year brain tumor survivor. I am an organizer of the Women's March on Philadelphia. And in my day job, I am a technology professional. And so I was really uh, proud of myself for leaning with the thing that over and over people have told me is the thing that I should start with. Because it really gives people a sense of the fighter that I am and, um, and, uh, and what I've been through. So." Uh, So yeah, so so being surrounded by these other women who are all going through the same thing I am and feeling the same thing I am and and having the same problems I am and then I I was able now I have to admit I didn't have to go first I had three or four of them get who went before me. So it was easy easier for me to go Ah, I know what I have to do, but and it was a safe space, you know, so that helped too, but uh, Just owning that you brought me joy Um, And then the third thing that brought me joy uh, this week was actually getting to canvass with Meredith Buck and with the the candidate. Um, I think, as I mentioned, I hadn't had the opportunity to do that before. And uh, canvassing with her was super fun. She is a great uh, conversationalist. We had so many things to talk about. And, um, you know, and as we were just, you know knocking on the doors and trying to find the houses that we were supposed to go to we were actually in a townhouse development and um but they were not like row home type townhouses they were like these groups of four anyway it was a very weird layout and so the numbers the way they were numbered it wasn't very logical so we had a lot of fun trying to find the right doors and we did finally find them all I don't know I think we were out for four and a half or almost five hours but um But we knocked all those doors, there were 57 of them, and um, uh, we got it done. And anyway, it brought me a lot of joy to be able to go out with her. Oh, and by the way, I should give you guys an update on my door knocking total, because I am counting down to 1,000 doors. And uh, so with the 57 doors I knocked today, I am up to 736. So very close, we're getting very close to 1,000. I. I think uh well it shouldn't be long now i think within a month maybe mm, yeah i think within a month i will have uh i will have hit my goal of a thousand doors so um uh yeah i'm pretty excited about that maybe less than a month because i'm doing oh uh, well, i don't know it depends where i go sometimes i do uh 20 doors and sometimes i do almost 100 in a, in a weekend so it really depends <laughs> But anyway, within a month, I think I will have hit my goal of a thousand doors. So that's exciting. Uh, That's a little update on that. Um, Maybe that's a bonus thing that brings me joy this week. (laughs) I don't know. Uh, Anyway, uh, that's all I've got for this week. I hope you guys have a wonderful week. And I will talk to you soon. Bye. Thanks for listening to See Beth Run. Special thanks to local singer-songwriter Avi Wisnia, who graciously provides the music for this podcast. I'm Beth Finn, first-time candidate for Philadelphia City Council at Large. You can find me on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and anywhere you get your podcasts. If you like what you've heard, don't forget to leave a review and check me out online at www.beth4phl.com and on social media at Beth4PHL. That's Beth number 4PHL. See you next time.